it is a long team. The objective of the team is simply to pick the departments, you know, of women, youth, and persons with disabilities for us. It's to elevate in the public space, in the public mind, the idea of structural inequality and the entire economic system, an entire societal system that is biased against women. So when we look at gender-based violence, and of course, obviously yourself would have picked up on the crime stats this week, you know, with put rates at an all-time high. We're saying that while there need to be immediate intervention as a department, if we're going to continue with a society that's structurally unequal, that's structurally biased towards women, then we're, continu we're continuously and constantly going to have gender-based violence or, or other sorts of violence just simply due to the position that women find themselves in. And what I mean by this is the dependency that women form on, on, on uh, providers. Um, so, you know, the, in South Africa, the intimate partner violence category, IPV, is the highest category under gender-based violence. So what I mean by that is just the highest number of cases reported is at the hands of, of abuse is at the hands of somebody the woman knows, you know, be it a husband mm. or boyfriend or somebody like that. Um, and so what we're trying to address is this issue where women have a dependency just simply due to their socioeconomic conditions on their perpetrator, on their abuser, simply because they can't get out of that situation because they need a shelter over the head, they need a place mm -hmm. of food to eat, you know. And, and so what we want to address are really at core is sort of structural inequality that exists. And what we're doing at the Expo Center is we're bringing together literally hundreds of women-owned businesses across as many sectors as possible to sort of elevate the idea that women do need to have a greater place in the mm -hmm. economy. How does this absence of social and economic power for women create those patterns of violence and poverty that we continuously see? So... The economy of our country is extremely biased against women. And, and when I refer to the, the, the socioeconomic environment, you know, we refer to access to education for young girls. We refer to access to opportunities um, for young women in communities. We refer to the burden of care placed on young women from an early age, particularly in rural communities where girls are made to miss school to take care of um, grandparents and others that are sick in the family versus boys. We talk about an entire system, a system that is unequal towards women, and this system perpetuates itself, it is self-perpetuating, in that those same girls and women don't get access to opportunities later on. Uh, the boys may be selected over girls to be able to study further and to pursue jobs and careers. The uh, boys or young men in a household may be allowed to leave home while Young women may not, uh, just simply due to financial conditions or other conditions. And so, what we really are touching on here is the is the and what we want to elevate. You know, and I agree, it's a long team. But what we want to elevate in the public space is this idea of structural inequality or institutionalized yeah. violence against women. So, an entire system that is biased against women, and even when women get past these barriers. We still have perpetrators. We still have men abusing, raping, and killing women. So the theme simply for us, you know, while we don't move away from the statistics, while we don't move away for the, from the core of the campaign, you know, today, for example, is the International Day of No Violence Against Women, the 24th of November. Mm. And indeed, the statistics, you know, project earlier in the week, you know, paint an extremely grim picture for the women of this country. 
what we are trying to look at Elvis, is, is the structural system, and we want people to step back and not just focus on the act of violence in itself, but to look at an all-of-society approach and how are we treating women, how are women being harassed every day in the mm -hmm. tens of thousands of women are just expected to brush that off or to tolerate or to deal with it. Mm -hmm. We look at issues of bystanderism, we look at issues of silence, where men won't call out their, their friends, they won't call out their colleagues for harassing women, for um, you know, unwanted, um, unwanted expressions of uh, you know, uh, machoism, etc. So the theme of connecting, collaborating, and contracting mm -hmm. really touches on, on the way we're pulling together literally three to 400 women business owners from across the country, across that, just to look at how do we get women to get a bigger slice of the economy. And, you know, and it links back to the socioeconomic resilience that we had during Women's Month. It links to programmatic interventions that we don't just call on government, but on civil society to look at within their sectors, within your environments, how are you biased towards women without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're getting to, the objective of the campaign, to address the structural inequalities of women, to bring that to the surface versus the media in the narrative, which is just simply around the act of violence in itself. Yeah. But we are saying but there's an entire system here that's allowing this to take place. So the empowerment of women, so the launch event now will take the form of a women trade expo. Mm, yes, indeed. So what? Yes, indeed. So what we've done is we've identified as a department. Firstly, we identified sectors in which women are excluded, or when you just simply look at the the numbers of women trading in a sector, the maritime sector, the mining sector, the automotive sector. These are the easy ones. We're aware that they're dominated by men, but the cultural barriers, the attitudinal barriers that allow women to access these markets, is also the largest hindrance to women being able to participate in these markets, participate in these economies. And so what we do is we go out outside of the 16-day campaign, outside the media attention that we get as a department. We, we sign sector agreements with departments, with big players and sectors. Uh, you know, like, for example, the automotive sector, we approach large automotive giants in the country and say to you, look, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're coming to us and saying that 85% or 90% of your spend is going to male-owned businesses or male-owned businesses, you know, then there's something wrong. Or if you're telling us that at your factory, uh, you know, in this area, um, your suppliers to the factory are just men. Or yeah. if you do not have even statistics, if you don't even have disaggregated data on the spot to be able to make an assessment, these are sector agreements that we want to sign with you. We want to move you towards a more progressive space where you have, where you have your value chains, where you have your spend more representative of the country that we live in. Mm -hmm. And so as a department, we do that work as part of our work. But what we're bringing today, Albert, is to bring women, particularly in sectors like that, women in production, women in filmmaking, for example, other sectors, agrarian sector. We have women on the program who's going to speak to, uh, you know, sort of women in the agrarian sector. Um, and, and really our target is to bring to the fore, you know, to bring to the surface this idea that, but look, there are women in the market who are doing amazing things, you know. Yes. But they'll speak about their struggles, they'll speak about their access to the market, they'll speak about the barriers they face. We're bringing women like Ms. Selena Claberti, award-winning farmer, you know, and she's going to speak about just the struggle that she faces as a woman farmer mm -hmm. and access in the market. And all of this is to push the media narrative around what are the attitudinal barriers that continue yes. to block women from accessing opportunities. Is this open for all women across Gauteng or even in the country if they want to come through to the Expo Center today? 
absolutely. It, it, it's, it's open. We, we specifically and intensely biased towards women-owned businesses um, just for the day. Uh, we, we, we really want the focus to be on women-owned businesses. We've invited the media there. We've invited other role players. We've invited buyers. Mm-hmm. We've invited partners of small business development, DTIC, CFAS, other partners who can all really offer information on how to grow. So the empowerment aspect, Elvis, is about mm-hmm. while the trade expo is going on with, uh, you know, we're targeting about 3,000 people that we're bringing in specifically between women-owned businesses, but also buyers. We also have breakaway empowerment sections, so sort of sections, sessions around uh, financial literacy. So while this, you can imagine the sort of women trade expo taking place under a 12,000 square meter roof, we have these breakaway rooms where women can move in, access uh, um, sort of workshops, if I can call it that, in financial literacy, access workshops sort of in digital training, access workshops in, like, for example, sector workshops like tourism, you know, and it's also about sort of connecting and collaborating, yes. you know, me reaching across the table that, look, I'm also doing this using that, or maybe what you're producing can supply what I am doing. Really sort of create this environment, this business environment, this trade expo, not just for buyers to come in, but also for women to, to, to connect with each other and, and, you know, allow their own businesses to grow through mutual you know, support. Yes. Yeah, so, really Charlotte, this is very commendable, but every year women continue to be victims of violent crimes, irrespective of the numerous campaigns around gender-based violence. So are campaigns such as the 16 Days of Activism of For No Violence Against Women and Children campaign effective, and, and is it making an impact in the fight against uh, gender-based violence, do you think? So, if you recall, the, the presidential summit of gender-based violence took place just within this month, on the first or second. And really, the biggest thing that came out of it was, was around accountability: Are we doing enough to end GBV? And as a department and as a government, you know, we categorically say no. You know, we're not doing enough. But let me use the we. You know, the we is a collective we. You know, mm. it's everyone. It's no matter. You know, and I was. I'll put it on record. No matter how much amount of money. We put, and when I say we, I'm referring to government as a spokesperson, we put towards MEGBB, it's not going to happen unless there's an attitudinal change by men towards women and men and the ownership of the bodies of women. So the numbers are extremely frightening. I don't take nothing away from that. You know, we, there work that's being done. There's a lot of work being done that we could get into. There's a lot of work being done across the country. There's a lot of work being done by NGOs, by civil society, just everyday citizens trying to end GBV in their own spaces. But we're saying, you know, as a society, we're not going to make an impact in gender-based violence unless everyone, yes. you know, gets involved. It's really an accountability issue. And we'll take, we'll take the criticism that government is not doing enough. We'll take that, you know, uh, and we always do, you know. But we also turn it back to say that everyone should be doing something because we cannot be in everyone's homes in the spaces in which violence is taking place unless there's an attitudinal change.